good to go. With more of the Matt Wyatt Show. Coming to you direct and live. Hi, here we go. Rolling along with you here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau, go! With the home team, they are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes at your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. I'm Matt in the Bureau. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. I'm here. Beavers here. Y'all are here. We got a we got we got the whole gang. We got the whole gang. And look, this came up yesterday on the show. It was innocent. It was spontaneous. It was not planned. It just sort of happened. I don't even know how we got there. Something popped up. We mentioned some retro food item. Next thing you know, I mentioned one to Beaver. He was like, I was thinking about that the other day. Some food item, food product we hadn't thought about in 20, 30 years. And so we said, okay, tomorrow on Friday, which is today, we're going to have a little rundown of retro foods from our childhoods in the 80s and 90s that bring back memories that we hadn't had in a long time. Back then, everybody would have gone, oh, yeah, we eat that. Now everybody goes, hadn't had it in years. <laughs> what are those things? So without further ado, let's check in with a man, Beaver. Now, Beaver, you prepared for this? Yeah. All right. Is it straight off the top of your head? Well, I actually remembered, because yesterday... I'll tell you what started it. Well, I don't know exactly okay. what started it, yeah. 100%, but somewhere along the way, you mentioned a manwich. Ah, yes, that's what it was, manwich. You mentioned a manwich, and I told you, I says to you, I says, wait a minute. Somewhere in the last few days, because I had not heard, I had not thought of or seen, you know, manwiches in I don't know how long, years and years and years and years. Yeah. And you mentioned it yesterday. I was like, okay, someone mentioned this just a couple days ago, and now you're mentioning it. So after <laughs> not hearing about it for years and years, that's twice in a week. And I finally remembered, so yesterday was Thursday. Uh -huh. You mentioned the manwich. Right. Wins I remembered Wednesday morning, just one day before, where I'd seen it was Futurama. Coincidentally enough, in this episode of Futurama that I was watching, they traveled back to 1999. Okay. And they walked in to Fry's house and they were having dinner and there was a plate full of manwiches. <laughs> so that was the reference. But yeah. it, but you say the it was 99? Yep. See, were, were people weren't still eating manwich in 99 though, were they? I mean, I guess they were if they put that in the show. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. remember the manwich cutoff time. Yeah, me neither. I don't remember when they lost their popularity. <laughs> it's not like we can look up a, like a song. When was that song released? We we can't really do that. I don't guess with um with the manwich. 
All right, so, Beaver, we're going to do your list first. All right, retro foods that take us back to our childhood and kind of date us a little bit. I got some written down. And let's see, Beaver, what you have. So hit me, and I'll interject whenever I need to. Okay, the first thing I was taken back to that I was thinking is something about back in the day, cereals that were based off of, branded after movies or cartoons. For Mm -hmm. example, the Batman cereal. Do you remember the Batman cereal? (laughs) No, I don't. It was... It was basically Captain Crunch. Okay. Right, as if I remember right, it was basically Crunch or Captain Crunch, but it was in a cool black box with the bat symbol on the front, and it, they were little tiny bats. Okay. I remember that, and then I remember a Ghostbusters cereal. <laughs> so that's that's why I say movies cool. that or cereals that were based off things. Right. Um, and they were marketed to us during Saturday morning cartoons and shows like Pee Wee. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Right. So you watched Pee Wee's Playhouse too growing oh, up. Oh, yeah. Has there ever been a weirder show on television that was actually popular? I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. So Batman cereal, Ghostbusters cereal, both marketed to kids on Saturday morning. All right. What else you got? So, I was also thinking about, and I think these still exist, but the Kool-Aid Cool Bursts. (laughs) And when I think back on those, because those little squeeze bottles, when you look back, they're (laughs) annoying because you don't get much in them. No. But something about that that squeeze bottle, when it first came out, for some reason... It seemed like the coolest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want this little squeeze bottle that it comes in. Beaver, do you remember, sort of related to that, those little plastic bottles just big enough to fit in the child's hand? It's like a barrel, and it had the tinfoil top, and you pull it off, and it was full of, like, basically Kool-Aid, but it was like the shape of a little plastic barrel. You know what I'm talking about? Well, vaguely. Yeah. I saw some of those. We were in New York uh, I saw some of those. I thought, gosh, I hadn't seen those. The little barrel drinks. See, LSU just said the same thing, little barrel drinks. And and it was like, I don't know, like a knockoff Kool-Aid in there. And you peel the foil off the top of it and drink what's in there. And it would give you this kind of, I don't know, uncomfortable, tangy aftertaste. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I just Googled it. Heck, uh, yes. Yes, I absolutely remember these. Like Anytime... It, like, let's just say, you know, your church or like Bible school at church in the summer, or maybe even your school, you know, and nobody wants to mix up a bunch of Kool-Aid. Well, they buy a bunch of those because they were cheap. Okay. And that was your refreshments. That and those little butter cookies that were shaped like a flower with a hole in the middle. You remember those? No. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. So I'm really, I, I, I interrupted you. Uh, Any more? Uh, let's see. Oh, another one was. The little when they when they came out with the little crackers, and there was a little separate, it was a little plastic thing, and there was just a little bit of cheese there, <laughs> and it, and it the, came with that red stick. <laughs> you could spread your cheese on your crackers. Like what was that? It wasn't a fork. It wasn't a spoon. It wasn't a knife. You said it. It was a red flat stick to dip cheese out and smear it on your cracker. Yeah, 
it was almost like it was the precursor to um to like a lunchable almost yeah and i vividly remember i was i was a fat kid and I vividly remember I would run out of cheese because it came with like four or five crackers. Yeah, right. I, I, I very rarely made it past two crackers. I would use, I would use all my allotted cheese on the first cracker or two. All right, Millwood, Texas show, and said they're called Kraft Handy Snacks. Yeah. <laughs> my man ate too much cheese per cracker. Beaver, you had to figure out the ratio there, man. I never could. <laughs> it never worked, huh? Handy snacks. <laughs> and I got one more for All you. All right, hit me. Okay. So, you know, like the Hostess little little fruit pies? Yes. Okay. Back in the day, once again, foods that are branded as a show because for a brief time, maybe it was super, super early 90s, maybe it was late 80s, they had Ninja Turtle pies. <laughs> and the pie, the outside of the pie was green. The inside was vanilla pudding. <laughs> and it was so good. And it was even better because it was green. It was, Things that are colored. We've talked about like blue juice. Mm-hmm, right. Blue and green juice is the best. <laughs> so green food was the best. It was kind of like you're eating a turtle. It's yeah, <laughs> and and Matt, here's a little extra to this because earlier this summer, I'm talking like maybe six weeks ago, the new season or the season that we just saw from It's Always Sunny, these were featured in an episode. No, these haven't been around since like like I said, maybe ninety, ninety one, eighty nine. They haven't been around since then, and Charlie popped up with a box of them <laughs> on an episode just six weeks ago. How about that? Isn't that great? That's a great list, Beaver. Hats off to you. I have a feeling you could go on and on if you needed to. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I just realized that the uh, air conditioning vent that is right over my laptop computer is got condensation because it's so hot today, and it's dripping water on my computer. I'm like, where is that water coming from? All right, side note over. Beaver, love your list. All right, uh, a couple of comments, and then I'm coming to some more. On the little Kool-Aid things, uh, Ginger commented on the live stream and says, I remember that they are called Squeeze It. <laughs> okay. Uh, my mother-in-law, Debbie, said those, um, those barrel drinks, the little barrel drinks that you peel the thing off the, the foil off the top, she said those barrel drinks are a teacher's nightmare. No kid can peel the top off. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and here's the thing about it. If you ever, ever, ever hosted a birth, a kid's birthday party with barrel drinks, a decade later, you will find that little plastic barrel in your flower bed. You will find a little tinfoil top that came off of that 40 years later. <laughs> I mean, they're everywhere. Everybody knows that. Uh, some of the comments over here. Kyle commented on the... Uh, Country Please and text line says that he still eats manwich every once in a while, uh, which is Sloppy Joe. And Mailman David sent us uh, what looks like a Sloppy Joe grilled cheese sandwich, and I bet it is good. Some more of your comments coming up. All right, Beaver, so I got my list, and I'm a little bit older than you, okay? So, you know, you're, you were a kid, late 80s, early 90s. I was a kid in the 80s and kind of like, 
preteen teenager, early 90s. So that's my time frame. First up, Beaver, do you remember Fistics? Oh, I loved, well, still do. Still do. But, yeah, loved Fistics. I ate a bunch of them in the summertime. Summertime break. Uh-huh. Go go to Walmart with Big L and Little C. And, you know, once I was old enough to start staying home by myself, that was my that was my go-to. That was your go-to? Almost every day for you lunch. Fi- you'd make your own fish sticks. Yeah. Heat them up in the oven. Yeah. Um, I hadn't had them in a long time. Okay. But I did. As a kid, I looked forward to fish sticks. They usually would accompany the frozen french fries out of the freezer, you know, at, at our house. So fish sticks and french fries. <laughs> Dip it all in ketchup. So, yeah. Fish sticks takes me back to my childhood. Um, now, we, I will say, too, we ate a lot of really good food. My mom cooked. A lot. I mean, we had a bunch of like you know homemade fried chicken, country fried steak, and you know mashed potatoes and peas and butter beans and green beans and just like we she you know roast. But these things do take me back, and we had a lot of it. So fish sticks. Now I mentioned this yesterday. Do y'all remember Shake and Bake? See, they kind of ruined it with the movie because then it became a Ricky Bobby thing. But shake and bake, I mean, you, it was like a sort of a a batter almost, like for fried chicken, except it would go around your chicken and you bake it in the oven. Shake and bake. It was really good. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Hadn't had it in a long time. Manwich. Same thing. Manwich was Sloppy Joe with a brand. Okay, It was a Sloppy Joe sandwich. Manwich was the name. Oh, yeah. Now, this one is one I have not thought of. This is not on my list, but somebody just texted in stove, stovetop stuffing. Do y'all remember all the commercials we used to see on TV constantly on network television during sitcoms for stovetop stuffing? Okay, uh, here's another one. In a can, Beaver, see if this one rings a bell. Chef Boyardee ravioli. Did y'all used to eat Chef Boyardee out of a can? We did. Here's another one. Salmon patties. Old Tackle, right now on the YouTube live stream, just typed in salmon croquettes. That's the proper name. We called them fried salmon patties. (laughs) My grandmother made them. My mother would make them. They were really good. Can't remember the last time I had one. Why was everybody eating salmon, fried salmon patties back then? And calling them salmon croquettes? Croquettes or croquets or whatever the heck you call them. Um, <clears throat> so you have those. And then one was a, is a commercial. You'll see it if you watch the live stream. It'll pop up every now and then on the live stream. And that is uh, Hamburger Helper. And here's what I remember about Hamburger, hamburger Helper. All the stuff came in a box. The noodles that you needed, the seasoning that you needed, all this stuff. You just had to make the hamburger. <laughs> so like the name was as true as it could be. It wasn't hamburger. It didn't even come with hamburger. It was hamburger helper. <laughs> you bought the, the the ground chuck hamburger meat, you know, cook it in the pan, whatever, and then add all this, the noodles, the stuff, sauce, stir it up, cook it. Now you got hamburger helper. And I'm sure that it's some of this stuff is still out there. 
I just hadn't had it in a while, but I'm wanting it. If And I'll say this. Though, there's my list of things that take me back to my 80s childhood. Okay, the other stuff, when we're talking about real food, like I said earlier, fried chicken, mashed potatoes, all that stuff, that's still real food. But here, I haven't had any of these in a while. I could go for some fish sticks right now. Shake and bake chicken, I'm ready right now. Want it tonight. Hamburger helper, helper, you bet. Even salmon patties. Manwich. Every time I eat a sloppy Joe sandwich. Right now, you can go to Bulldog Burger. And you can get sloppy Joe sliders. If you're my age and you eat them, you think about manwich. <laughs> I'm telling you, you do. All right. Well, we promised about 24 hours ago. We promised that we'd come back and give you our lists. Beaver, I thought your list was fantastic. I didn't even, I'm jealous that I didn't think it to do like breakfast cereal for myself. You know, if I were going to do an 80s breakfast cereal that totally nostalgically takes me back to there, it wouldn't be like the tried and true stuff. Mr. T cereal. I used to want that Mr. T cereal so bad. And sometimes my mom and dad would be like, no. Get some cornflakes. We're not. We're getting cornflakes and raisin bread. You're not getting that. <laughs> Captain Crunch. That's it. I'm getting Mr. T cereal, but every now and then, we talk them into it. Every piece oh. was a T. Remember it? Yeah, I I just Googled it, and I I remember this box somehow. It's a big yellow box, red lettering Mr. T with a cartoon Mr. T. I don't remember the cereal. I don't remember eating it. But I remember this box somehow. Yeah. yeah. Right. You, look, you could not walk down the cereal aisle as a kid in the grocery store and not see the humongous box with Mr. T and his mohawk and all his gold chains looking at you on the front of the, on the, front of the cereal box. Uh, Russ commented on Facebook, said it's Big League Chew Bubblegum. Is it still around? We used to wear that out. It is still around. And Russ, you know who loves it? Mary Liddy. Like Cracker Barrel has it, other places, and if we go anywhere that has Big League Chew, I introduced her to it. She wants it. I like the grape. I'm a big oh. fan of the grape. Matt Wyatt. Yeah. I'm so glad. I'm so glad we happened upon this Big League Chew because that was another thing I didn't put it on my list this morning, but I started thinking this morning about bubble tape. Oh yes, bubble tape. A roll of tape. <laughs> it's but you can chew it. Hey. Beaver, do y'all have, I bet you do, somewhere around there, a store called Five Below? You know, where, like, supposedly everything in the store is five bucks or less? There was one, yeah, there was one in Dogwood. I can't remember. Okay. I don't know if it's still there, but, yeah, do, we did have one. Do you remember the uh, can of Bob Ross energy drink that I used to talk about here on the show? Yeah, I do. I, that came from Five Below. Okay. We went in there. Well, Five Below, Beaver, will have a whole section of the store that's candy and stuff for cheap, including bubble tape. I'm talking shelf after shelf of different flavors of bubble tape. <laughs> and five years ago, four years ago, with Mary Liddy, she would save up a little money and want to go to Five Below. And we'd go. She's kind of out of that now. But we go and I started buying, they had orange flavored bubble tape. It's the best gum I've ever had. <laughs> From Five Below. Well, I never had the orange. 
You got to try. I always it. just had that regular pink. Yeah, right. Well, now I want to. Now I want to get some orange bubble tape. <laughs> and if you have a take a bite of bubble tape, and you don't have enough. Just tear off some more. <laughs> uh, Jason in Flagstaff said salmon patters are the only thing that you've mentioned that I don't still eat. How about that? Patches O'Houlihan said uh, school cafeteria peanut butter bars. Yes, sir. You wonder why we got an obesity problem in this country? Right there. School cafeteria peanut bar. And right now, Patches, you can go to certain gas stations and at the checkout, by the checkout counter, there will be a display of little locally made and packaged goodies wrapped in cellophane, brownies, muffins, peanut butter bars. Yeah. They have them. <laughs> they sell them for about four bucks a piece. All right. Mailman David said, I don't know why they call it Hamburger Helper. Works just fine by itself. Signed, Cousin Eddie. <laughs> In National Lampoon's Vacation. Thank you for that, David. That's what I'm saying. It didn't have hamburger. So it definitely was Hamburger Helper. Matthew on YouTube, yep, the rectangular uh, school cafeteria pizza. And inevitably, some weirdo would always put ranch dressing on it. More on that in a bit. Free for all Friday, people. Get on in here. Stick around. with you I'm Matt in the Bureau the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio Will commented on YouTube said Chef Boy RD is one of those things that is delicious when you're under 18 but after you become a legal adult you realize how bad it actually is <laughs> he says I loved it now I can't eat it you can go way back blind squirrel sports how about this fish sticks TV dinners while watching Buck Rogers he says, good Lord, I'm old. <laughs> it does take us back. Things have absolutely changed, haven't they? <laughs> they absolutely have changed. Um, I told you that Kyle says he still eats manwich every once in a while. MSU 1980 on the text line, the country pleasing sausage text line says. Hey, wait, time out. Before I read it, I just had a thought. What if I got some of that ground patty sausage from Country Pleasing. Brown that, cook that in the skillet, and then add hamburger helper. Mm. Beaver, I like your reaction. You think I'm on to something, don't you? I like the sound of that. I know this. It's worth a try, isn't it? It is. <laughs> also, let me go back. You, you were literally going to break as you read... The last one about the school pizza, the rectangle yeah. pizza. Rectangle pizza, yeah. And then he specifically said some weirdo would put ranch <laughs> on it. Okay. What? 
did was this person sitting right next to me in fourth grade and I didn't know it because let me tell you the rectangle pizza cafeteria was the best ever yeah and I put ranch on it <laughs> ranch on pizza was amazing yeah well I was I said weirdo basically because I didn't do it but I fully realize it probably is good. Um, but I went back to my high school, junior high self, Beaver. And now you remember how we are as kids. Sometimes anybody that's different than us, we think they're weird, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought yeah. I thought that it was someone commented that. So you added the ranch. I added the I added the weirdo doing the ranch. Yeah, I added. It. Oh, it's the same kid who was dipping his school lunch French fries in mayonnaise. I did that a time or two. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I will admit that tastes pretty good. It, it can taste good. Not too much mayonnaise, but a little bit. <laughs> My man, Beaver. Uh, eating uh, eating um, Ninja Turtle pudding pies. <laughs> That's great. MSU1980 says, Matt, when you mentioned Shake and Bake the other day, it reminded me when I was in a play in elementary school back in the 1960s when I had to do a commercial for Shake and Bake where I had to say as a kid, quote, and I helped. <laughs> I had stage fright at the time, and I was pleased that I could get my lines out. That was right up the road where you talked about being in Greenville the other day. Well, how about that? So you had to play the child in the school play, and y'all were doing a Shake and Bake commercial. <laughs> I could go for some chicken shake and bake right this minute. And I, you know how you'd always have one piece of chicken and a shake and bake come out of the oven that's a little more burnt and, and almost black on the underside? That's the one I wanted. That was my piece. I want the burnt piece. Brian remembers a McDonald's birthday cake. And then also, oh, yes, Brian had forgotten all about Gatorade gum. Whatever happened to Gatorade gum? It said it helped to quench your thirst. LSU said, LSU said, um, uh, Chicken Cordon Bleu was the hip fancy food in the 90s. It was. Yeah. It bust that out frozen. Um... Twist of pepper, Dr. Pepper in glass bottles with a yellow cap. I don't remember that, actually. Lyle said, Vienna sausage. Yes, that was your snack on your fishing trip or your, you know, something like that, your road trip. Bagel bites. People remember bagel bites, and I do too. We, we tried those. We never did. It didn't stick with us, but, man, did bagel bites ever do more advertising back then. I mean, they bought every commercial they could get. On like, you know, 6 o'clock on Thursday during Cosby or whatever it was. Kroger brand red cream soda. Huh. Hey, what about slice soda? Do y'all remember slice? Beaver, you remember slice soda? Yeah, orange, right? Yeah, and I think they had maybe a green, like a lime or something. It was more like Sprite or whatever. Uh, kids TV dinners. Um, 
Let's see. Okay, Bill wants to know if this is the year I finally watched the movie Greater before the football season. Yes, I'm going to watch it this year, Bill. I promise I am. Somebody texted and said, Matt, I was a child in the 60s and 70s. We had rice aroni. Oh, I forgot. Rice aroni, TV dinners, and pot pies. It take me back to my childhood. Yes, you'd buy the microwavable chicken pot pie. It'd come out of there, cooked. When your mama finally said, yeah, it's ready now, you, you had to wait 20 minutes for it to cool off. If you dove in to a chicken pot pie out of the oven, you got injured. Nothing comes out of the oven hotter than that chicken pot pie you, from the freezer section. <laughs> I don't know how that is. And it will not cool off. <laughs> Anybody else know what I'm talking about? Uh, somebody meant Surge. We got another one for Get, Bulldog Bliss said Gatorade gum was good for about three to four chews, and then it was nasty. I totally agree. How is gum going to quench thirst? They advertise Gatorade gum as helping to quench your thirst. Now, how gullible were we to believe that? Jake from Yazoo uh, mentions Tang. Yeah. Somebody mentioned Cheeto balls in those big buckets. Yes. All right. So the, <laughs> the cheese balls, Cheeto balls in a big thing, the big tin. You know, you can get them now at Walgreens, but they are like in a big plastic deal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, we've all got a friend who their, their arm was always orange from the elbow down. They're reaching down in there <laughs> to get all them Cheetos out, Cheeto balls. <laughs> oh man Will agrees on YouTube lava is not quite as hot as that hot chicken pot pie <laughs> and I agree yeah okay so here that's it we, we did it man we did it retro foods that take you back to your your childhood you can hey, find hey what's up I'm, so, I'm sorry no sorry. no go ahead jump in there um, I want to throw this out at you. LSU 10 just called during all this, and it wasn't a retro food, but it was a current recipe he enjoyed, and my God, I've never heard of this, never heard of doing this, but it sounds amazeballs. What is it? He said, "Get do a, do a half a pound of country-pleasing sausage, half a pound of deer meat, and Lipton soup mix. And he makes it into a hamburger patty. Oh, wow. Wow. And the Lipton soup mix is, uh, it's kind of what? I mean, it's like a. It's like a, I think it's an onion. Yeah, like soup, an onion. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So, okay. I get it. So you put all that together in a patty with sausage and venison. Yep. Brown it on the stove, he said. That does sound great. And do like the Phil Robertson Duck Dynasty guy. And like coat it in black pepper and then put it in a skillet. Mm. Yep, yep. He said that. He says everybody. He says that everybody in his family. This is Phil with Duck Dynasty. Raves about his hamburgers that he cooks in the house. Fills the whole house with smoke and everybody. But everybody loves them, wants them, and they ask him. He said the key is you can't put enough black pepper on it while you're cooking it. Now think about that. Sounds about right, doesn't it? Bulldog Blitz says he needs to be clear 
because Lipton has a lot of soup mixes. Okay, Ellis Hugh, um, hit us. We need to know specifically what kind of Lipton soup mix you're talking about. Easy for me to say. All right, some oh, other no, ones. This was LSU 10. Oh, LSU 10. So that was somebody else. Okay. LSU 10. Thank you, Beaver. My bad. Yeah, we mu- pro- the proper person must be given proper credit so for this LS- recipe. LSU 10, sausage, ground sausage with ground venison, with Lipton soup mix. We just need to know which soup mix. And here's some Beaver that did not make the list. Uh, mine or yours. Hostess pudding pie. I mentioned slice soda. Bagel bites. Somebody brought it up. Here's one we didn't mention. You ready? What about high C in a box? Remember high C in the box? Put your straw down in it. Pac-Man cereal. And the classic. I can taste it right now. Beaver, as soon as I say the name, you're going to be able to taste it. Picture Bill Cosby and Jell-O pudding pops. <laughs> had that thin layer of ice on the outside. You had to kind of get through that, and then you get to the flavor. That's good stuff. All right. That's in the books. A free-for-all Friday continues. Coming up, we're going to end the week the right way with my friend Terry Fant, pastor at Hickory Ridge Baptist Church in Florence. They're having a big uh, men's conference this weekend, and He's going to try to join us from parts unknown. i got a Bible question for him. That's coming up. I'm Matt in the Bureau. Stick around. Back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Pause just a minute. I clear my throat. Now, I will tell you that the reason I needed to do that is because my beautiful, lovely, sweet wife came in here during the commercial break. And brought me a great big chocolate macadamia nut cookie. And I was supposed to wait until the show ended to eat that. <laughs> but I could not wait. I could not wait. I didn't have patience to wait to eat that cookie. So I went ahead and took me a bite. Just got it swallowed by the time we came back on the air. And I needed to wait just a minute here to clear my throat that's my excuse for asking for a pause on the radio right now though we're going to unpause and go forward with a little look at the bible and uh, a verse that actually mentions patience and that's how it all comes together sometimes we're going to talk about it right now with my friend terry fant who is the pastor at hickory ridge baptist church in florence i don't know that he's in florence today though parts unknown hey terry happy friday to you Y'all have got a big men's conference going on, don't you? 
Yes, we do, man. Parts unknown. I like that. Gone with Mississippi. Certainly parts unknown. <laughs> Somewhere out there around <laughs> over there is where y'all are. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, right. that's great. Well, I appreciate you giving me. How's the, um, when we say men's conference, for those listening, they think, well, what is that? Um, tell, tell our listeners a little bit so, about what's going on. So, Matt, really, uh, we believe that uh, the key to making a difference in the church and in our world is to, is to reach men. God's designed men as leaders. Mm-hmm. And when you reach men, it transforms the whole family. So we take time each year. We, we ask the guys to come away. We take a Thursday night, a Friday all day, and a Saturday till about 2 in the afternoon. And we have different messages. And we'll have testimonies in between, times of fellowship. And it's just a good time for guys to grow in the Word, grow in relationship with each other. And so that we leave out of here transformed and in, in support of each other. Man, that's great. That's awesome. And, and do it once a year, basically, is, is what yeah. y'all do? Yeah, we do it once a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. Terry Fan on your radio. So that's where he is right now. Now, you mentioned growing in the Word. So even though I'm not there, I got a question about the Word because I'm trying to grow in it. Is that all right with you? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <clears throat> all right. So this morning I was reading through a devotion that I have, uh, and it referenced a verse from James chapter 1. And, and before I go any further, Terry, I, I know I'm throwing questions at you here just out of the blue, but, but James, who wrote the book of James that's in the New Testament, am I correct in that that is the James that was the, the brother of Jesus? He was a son yes. of Mary and Joseph, right? That's right. He's the half-brother of Jesus. Okay. All right. So Different so, daddy, same mama. Different daddy, same mama. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So... Right, I got you. So, James chapter 1, 2 through 4, it said, Brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, and it says that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So, I got a couple of questions about that particular verse Terry, but when you hear that verse, kind of what what do you think of, and what comes to mind? Well, first of all, um, how how opposed to my natural way of thinking, um, what James had to say is because my natural way of thinking is to count hard, difficult trials not as joy, um, but as difficult or bad days. You know, yeah. So that just is the main thing that strikes me. But then, of course, he explains why as it goes on. Yeah. So as you ask those questions, I think we'll probably deal with that. Okay, right. So, And I, and I know I'm kind of jumping ahead to the last part of the verse, but when it said, and this is kind of what I was thinking this morning, I actually expressed it this morning in a devotion thing that I share. It says that you may be perfect and complete, and I, I thought I need, to, I need to talk to somebody else about this idea of being perfect and complete myself because... I can't imagine being perfect and complete. So why does it say that? Why does it say that so that I might be perfect and complete? Okay, so kind of just walking a progression through it, he tells us what we should be doing, the imperative. What is it? Count trials as joy. Right. Okay? That's the imperative. That's the action we're supposed to take. Then he tells us the why. It's because you know uh, that testing of your faith, which is the trials, producing your patience and of course patience is working and it's producing this and he says as this as this patience produces as it's working then it produces the perfect and complete man right 
So yeah. if you're reading that in English, you're thinking you're screwed. That means I can be perfect in this life. <laughs> but, the, but the great word for perfect there is teleos. And it's a word that means, uh, really it's a, it's a physical maturation word. It means that a person's physically matured. Uh-huh. Uh, here's, a, here's a good example of that. Um, so a lot of times when you see a Division One athlete, some people have never seen a Division One athlete, so they, you know, feel like they're kids, you know, is this going to be a superstar and get a full ride to, you know, wherever yeah. Division One. But when you really encounter a Division One athlete, especially when you see like a freshman D one athlete that starts, you know, can start right away. Yeah. This is the word you would use. Uh huh. This is the word. Fully matured. His, he's, he's fully matured. His body's ready to, to, to do the task. Gotcha. Uh, not as a freshman, but as a fully matured you know person. So now taking a planet to our faith, he's talking about a person that has has fully matured. He's seasoned. He's prepared. He's ready for the task of that hand. Hmm. Matured, hmm. matured, grown to a degree. I get it. I get it. As opposed to maybe yeah. when you get down to the Greek word, as opposed to the way I think of the word perfect, uh, more uh, a mature maturing. And you know what? So when you look at it in, through that lens, Terry, like who who is a person that can claim to be mature if they don't have patience, <laughs> right? I mean, absolutely, so it fits. absolutely, yeah. And you know, you think about so even going back to the imperative, the imperative is to count it joy when I go through hard stuff. Yeah. And so how can I? Well, because I know it's maturing me. Mm. And let's go back to the football illustration. If you've got a freshman that comes in, and he's not ready. You better get him in the slot rack. You better put some weights on that thing. You better push him to his absolute limits. Yeah. Now, when you're doing that, it doesn't. It's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun. But when you have gone through those squats and those two or three a days, and you have it's produced in you maturity, your body's mature enough, and you're able to go start on. Hey, on starting Saturday, you count the joy. Mm-hmm. You count the joy because you did what was necessary to produce the mature body ready to go. Same thing in the faith. When I'm going through hard things, it's working in me and teaching me so that now I'm ready for the task of living the Christian life in a fallen world. Right. Man, what a, and, and what a perspective to keep when trials do mm-hmm. come along. Because, you know, Terry, like by nature, and I, I do it a lot, sometimes something that I didn't plan on or I didn't see coming pops, and it ain't fun. And sometimes, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'll either get frustrated or I'll get angry. Or I'll, and then sometimes I'll, you know, I've had times where it'll hit you square in the face and you kind of get down, you know, and you get a little depressed, you got to pull yourself up. And this is saying, go ahead and get ready. And when those things happen, count it for joy. It really is a challenge, isn't it? Good gracious, isn't it? Yeah. And to think about God, you know, and I, and, I, and I try in my life, not that I'm perfect at it, but I try when I'm when, just like you and everybody else, I get frustrated, and, you know, get ready to throw your hands up. And uh, I, I have to remind myself, wait a minute, wait a minute. God's working something in me. He's using this difficulty to work something in me. So he's working, teaching me some patience. Because there's some more tough things happening before I die. So he's working in me, preparing me for the next thing. Uh, that if I let it, I'll let patience, if I let patience have its perfect work, it's going to mature me. I'll be ready for the next thing. And when it hits, I'll be able to say, hey, it's not this isn't in the world. Uh, God gave me strength last time. He gave me peace last time. He's going to do it again. And that's the picture of a mature believer. And, and the, the the picture is also that the mature believer knows that none of it's because of me. God gave God gave me the trials. God gave me the patience, and God is the one that matures me. It's all Him. 
That's really good. You just described the exact mature thought because the immature thought says, I can do it. I just got to try harder. Yeah. The mature thought says, just what you said, Matt. God gave it to me. God did it. So I can trust him. So my maturity is found in complete dependence on it. Yeah. Isn't that something? And, and, and it's funny, Ooh, it's funny it's, how that... And it's, it's, opposite, it's opposite to our nature as well. Absolutely. <laughs> and opposite to society, really. You know, Absolutely. The word in society is, hey, if you're mature... You got a nest egg. You got all your bills paid. You make a bunch of money, yeah. and you can sit around and rest on on how successful you are. Mm. You are. Yeah. Mm. Isn't that great, Terry? If we're not careful, if we're not careful, somebody's gonna start singing and shouting and. Oh, son. Hey, you know what you get me started? I ain't got no brakes. <laughs> all gas, no brakes. Well, listen, I appreciate you taking a break, giving me a little time for a phone call. Our listeners do too. Um, y'all keep uh, keeping the main thing, the main thing, and focus on Jesus at the uh, men's conference and get it done. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Hey, thanks for allowing me on here, man. Yep, my pleasure. That's Terry Fant, pastor of Hickory Ridge Baptist Church. Y'all check out his podcast. You'll like it. Truth for Today with Terry Fant. You can get it uh, out there where you get podcasts. It's really good. It's a daily thing. You'll enjoy that. All right, that wraps it up for this week. I'm Matt for Beaver, all of us here on the show. We'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. See you.